This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 391. How Not to Build a Successful Online Business by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. And I'm Dan, I am your host and narrator here on Optimal Startup Daily, and I am here every single day, including weekends and holidays, reading to you from some of the best blogs that we can find on entrepreneurship. So let's get right to it and hear from Steve as we optimize your life. How Not to Build a Successful Online Business by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. Darren Rouse of problogger.net recently posted a case study of a blogger who decided to quit blogging after six months due to poor financial results. Darren's post is a great read for anyone who runs an online business, not just for bloggers. Interestingly, the points Darren raises in his post are similar to those from an article I wrote in 2002 called Shareware Amateurs versus Shareware Professionals. The blogging mistakes that Darren notes are common to other online businesses. Three of the most frequent mistakes I've seen include 1. Thinking too short-term The blogger that Darren mentions gave up after only six months. Many shareware developers give up when their first product isn't a hit. I'll tell you that if you can achieve financial success with a one-person shoestring budget business in only six months, you're probably superhuman. My first four shareware games were all relative flops. It wasn't until my fifth release that I was able to produce enough income to live off. When I think about the personal development business I'm building, six months is nothing. I've been at it for 10 months full-time now, and while I've made a reasonable dent in my long-term goals, this business is clearly still an infant. But to me, that's perfectly fine and well within my expectations. This business may be an infant, but it's a healthy infant who will grow up big and strong. Building a business is a lot like raising a child. It takes time and patience. If you're going to start a business and you're only willing to give it six months to prove itself, don't start a business. That probably isn't even enough time for a franchise. Would you throw out your child because it can't fend for itself six months out of the womb? I make most of my business decisions within a working time frame of two to five years. And for the big decisions with far-ranging consequences, I'm thinking 10 to 20 years out. This is just like the parent who starts saving for the child's college education before the child can even read and write. If you want to start a real business and not just a hobby, think long-term. Two, failure to optimize. An online business will have processes that get executed over and over. Some of these are human processes, but many are executed by technology. And in my opinion, it's the technological processes that are the most important for an online business. Whenever someone loads up your homepage in their web browser, that's a process being executed. Reading a blog entry is a process. Clicking an ad is a process. Finding the site is a process. Due to the sheer volume of processes an online business executes every day, as well as their incredible interconnectedness, 
it isn't hard to achieve tremendous performance gains through process optimization. A 10% improvement here, 15% there, 8% there, and pretty soon it begins to add up. As I'm sure some people will recognize, this was the basis of W.E. Deming's work with the Japanese after World War II. If you can measure it, you can improve it. If you generate income from Google AdSense, for example, there are plenty of websites that provide practical optimization tips. Just do a Google search on AdSense optimization and similar search terms, and you'll find plenty. By gradually applying AdSense optimization tips easily found on the web, I was able to permanently increase this site's CPM, i.e. revenue per 1,000 page views, by 68%. However, by performing other optimizations, like search engine optimizations, marketing improvements, posting changes, site tweaks, etc., I was able to increase this site's daily AdSense revenue by about 500% in five months. Most of these changes took only minutes to implement, like adding RSS subscription buttons to the sidebar or changing the ad colors. If I'd never made these optimizations, it would mean permanently lower revenue, which would mean much slower growth for this business and more problems for me. Optimization is generally one of the easiest ways to increase revenue for an online business. Even just one hour spent on intelligent optimization can generate enormous payoffs down the road. Three, failure to market effectively. How many blogs receive dismal traffic because all the owner does is write posts? I think that if you dare to be an entrepreneur, you need to learn marketing or have someone in your business who's skilled at marketing. While you can outsource a lot of different business tasks, I don't think the core marketing of your business should be one of them. I never had any formal marketing education. My college degrees are in computer science and mathematics. But when I started my shareware business, I discovered I needed to learn marketing. In addition to reading marketing books and learning from others, I bought audio recordings of several marketing seminars. It took me a full 18 months to get through them. It was about 100 audio tapes total. But by the time I was done, I had a strong understanding of marketing and plenty of ideas for promoting my business. Marketing doesn't mean buying advertising, which is arguably the most expensive and least effective form of marketing. I haven't spent a dime marketing this site, but I have done a lot of marketing work for it. Marketing is really just getting the word out. Don't keep your site a secret. Let as many people know about it as possible. Post comments liberally on other blogs. Write articles and allow other sites to use them. Swap links with bloggers in the same field. Make search engine-friendly pages, and so on. If the content you produce is valuable, then you're providing even more value by sharing it. I think the most important realization I had about marketing was this. If you have a product or service you truly believe in, then you're actually doing people a disservice by not telling them about it. Think about that. By not marketing, you're depriving people of value. If you aren't eager to tell people about your site, perhaps it means you're not offering something you believe in strongly enough. This simple idea contributed to my decision to retire from active shareware development and start this personal development site. I have no qualms about promoting this site because I believe in its value. I don't feel embarrassed or apologetic when I tell people about it. If you're providing real value, then your marketing is doing people a favor as opposed to asking for a favor. I wrote more about this philosophy in the article, Marketing from Your Conscience. I think a failure to do marketing for an online business is a form of self-sabotage. If you learn about a fantastic new website, do you tell other people about it? Of course. Is your website worth telling people about? If you don't believe it is, you're likely to avoid marketing it. Somehow, you'll just never seem to get around to doing any significant marketing work. If you want to build a sustainable online business, focus most of your energies on providing value and on communicating that value. If you get those two things right, 
and it's going to take longer than six months to make a real dent, you'll be more driven to do everything else right. You just listened to the post titled How Not to Build a Successful Online Business by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com startup. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And thank you to Steve. Uh, If you didn't know, Steve Pavlina was actually one of the very first authors that we started narrating here across all of our shows in our network. He writes about personal development, money, health, relationships, business, and advice, which is currently the lineup of podcasts that we have as well, covering those very same topics. So you are going to hear his articles across all of our shows regularly. Steve is widely recognized as one of the most successful personal development bloggers in the world, with his work attracting more than 100 million visits to stevepavlina.com. He has written more than 1,500 articles and recorded many audio programs as well. Conscious growth has been the central focus of his life. He studies what it means to grow and how we can deliberately invite, process, and integrate new growth experiences. Come by stevepavlina.com for a lot more and to show your support And if you want to hear more articles of Steve's being narrated but uh, covering some different topics, definitely check out our other shows and you can find them all by searching for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. But that's it for today here on Optimal Startup Daily. I thank you so much for being with me, listening all the way through, and for clicking subscribe or follow in the podcast app of your choice. So I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.